Welcome to A Waldorf Journey, a podcast for teachers, parents, students, and people who are passionate about Waldorf education. I'm Meredith, your host, and I'm glad you're here today. You can find show notes for this episode, along with a lot more useful content, on my website, awaldorfjourney.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter to receive updates about new content on the blog and the podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook as a Waldorf Journey. Today is Tuesday, June 28th, and this is episode number two. Today, I'm recovering from some technical difficulties and a lost interview with my daughter, but I'm excited to talk to you about a question I hear a lot, which is about students transferring into a Waldorf school. There's a lot to chat about, and I'm glad you're here. So let's start the journey. Before we get started today, I really wanted to start this episode with a huge thank you. Since I launched this podcast just last week, the response has been amazing, and so many people have reached out and expressed some really positive, supportive things to say about it, including a lot of people in my own Waldorf School community. I felt a little bit kind of uh, shy about this podcast and a little bit... um, maintaining my blog kind of on the side. And so I'm really glad that uh, my own Waldorf School community is getting a chance to take a look at some of the things that I've got out there and to enjoy this podcast. And what's even better is that several people have come to me saying that they would be willing to be interviewed, which I'm really excited about because that just means all the more fantastic content for all of us. So um, I'm looking forward to doing some interviewing this summer with some of my colleagues and sharing that with all of you, which reminds me, I wanted to talk a little bit about recording schedule because I'm still in the process of figuring out how frequently I'm going to podcast. And right now it's summertime. And so I've got a little bit more time than I usually do. And so I'm really excited to use this time over the summer to talk to people and do some interviews and um, get the podcast going. But I have a feeling that this podcast is going to kind of exist in seasons and that when things pick up in my teaching life and when I'm really needed um, in the classroom, I'm going to have to take some little breaks from podcasting. But for now, I'm just really excited to get going with it and record as much as I can. So that said, I wanted to um, go ahead and start talking about one of the questions that I hear so much. And really, there are two questions that I hear about a lot. And One of them is about how students do when they transfer out of a Waldorf school. And that lost interview that I referred to in the introduction, that was an interview with my daughter who is currently attending a public high school. And we talked a lot about her transition Unfortunately, um, I did something wrong with the editing, and so we've lost a lot of that content, but I'm hoping to redo that so that you can hear a little bit from her, Um, but more on that later. But for now, 
I wanted to take up this question of how students do when they transfer into a Waldorf school in the grades. A lot of parents have worried about that. How would their child do coming in to a Waldorf school to an, a pre-established class that maybe already has you know, social uh, interactions, they've been together for so long. How do students do when they come into that? So I'm just going to dive in and talk about some of my experiences and observations of students entering a Waldorf school um, partway through. Um, and of course, I need to say that it's a very individualized experience. Uh, I've seen everything across the board. I've seen students come in at uh, any age and it go great. I've seen students come in um, at other ages and have it not work out for them. So I just, I'm going to be talking mostly in trends. And of course, I'm a little bit biased as a Waldorf teacher, but I think that Waldorf education really is for every child. I know that, um, Often parents are really asking the question, is this the approach that meets my child the best? And I feel like Waldorf education is just so individualized and so much built up around the development of the child that it it meets all children really well. So, um, so that said, uh, I wanted to share some overall observations that I've had of seeing students come into a Waldorf school, um, at various points in the grades. So, um, overall, what I have noticed, at least the students, and from my experience, I have had students join the come in new to a Waldorf school in every year. So every year that I have taught, there has been a, a new student who has joined from outside of a Waldorf environment. And um, it's, and I've seen it go really well. By and large, every student that I have had that has come in to the wall, to, to our class has done really, really well and has really appreciated and enjoyed their Waldorf experience. So what one of the things that I wanted to share that I really have noticed is that it's often those students who come in partway or come in a little bit later who become what I think of as like the diehard Waldorf loyalists where they're so grateful for the Waldorf education that they received and they never uh, question it. They never ask to leave. Whereas very often, uh, students in the middle school start to think about other options and they think about where else they might want to go. My experience is that students that transfer in don't do that. They feel very grateful that they have found their place. So, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing, just in looking at different grades, and I'll talk about what it's like when a student comes in before third grade or, you know, after fifth grade or whatever. I have had so many students come in starting sixth grade. And, um, and, you know, most of my teaching experience is in the upper grades. And so, um, so I'm a little bit, uh, um, biased in that way too, that that's what I look at. But the, uh, students that I have had come in and join my class in sixth grade, it has been the most remarkable experience. I can think of, I think five or six students that joined my three different classes during sixth grade. And for each one of those students, 
it was the most therapeutic experience. I felt like over the course of the first few weeks of school, those students came into the classroom and as they sat down and they listened to the imaginative stories and they started to draw and express themselves creatively about the content that we were working with, like their shoulders went down from up around their ears. They were so, um, they just relaxed into the school environment in such a beautiful way that I felt like I was watching the healing happen in the moment. Now, this isn't to say, of course, that their public school experience was was harmful. I don't have that bias. I think that public school can be the right situation for some students. But for these students who joined my class, I could just see how much better the, our environment was for them, that they were really being served and nurtured and soothed by this environment. Now, maybe this was this had something to do because it was in sixth grade for all of these experiences. It had something to do with um, the level of expectation and concern and a little bit of anxiety that starts to happen when students go into middle school and that they were feeling that and, and joining our school meant that they had some relief from that worry. I don't know. I'm not sure what the, the cause was, but I just know that entering in sixth grade, I have never seen it to be a, um, a negative experience. And in fact, I've seen it to be an overwhelmingly positive, wonderful one. So, um, so then I wanted to talk a little bit about this question. Often parents wonder about students, if they're coming in later in the grades, then are they coming into this preset social situation that they are not a part of, that this class has been together since they were in first grade? And then how does that, how can they find their way in? Well, first of all, very most often children can find their way in. They uh, are really open with each other socially. And so I haven't seen that to be a problem. And I think another reason, I mean, so the, the fact that children are really open socially is one reason why it's, uh, you know, I haven't observed it to be a problem. But then the other thing is that I think this, people don't remember that even it may be that the, stu the students have been together since first grade and that they have, so, you know, these this history with one another, but people don't realize that every year those students are changing. And I would say that even if my class has the same exact students from one year to the next, that they are not the same class from one year to the next. So those social relationships change and shift. And, you know, one year these people will be absolute best friends. The next year they'll hang out with different people. And that change and that shifting is something that is really wonderful to see in the Waldorf School because, you, um, the other concern that is sometimes expressed is that can students change? Can they get pigeonholed as, you know, a certain type of student or with a particular, you know, reputation for, um, for who they are? And I would say that that would happen even less in a Waldorf school because they observe the change from year to year to year. And that, that happens and it benefits those students who are coming in partway through the year. They can, um, 
or partway through the experience of grades first through eight, that whenever students come in, every year the class is a new class and they can find uh, their social situation quite easily. So that's another thing I really wanted to mention. Um, and then I also thought I would check, just talk a little bit about when at different points when students can join a Waldorf school and what their experience would be like. So if we take a look at uh, kindergarten, of course, kindergarten is wide open. Um, it's so play-based and many students are joining the Waldorf environment in kindergarten. So I don't I don't imagine that, that any student would have a difficult time coming into a Waldorf school in kindergarten. If they come from a, um, an environment that is a little bit more structured and um, academically rigorous, then they might have to adjust uh, that they are now playing and using their imagination. And um, what a wonderful thing <laughs> that they now get to do that. So... Um, so I'd say that's in kindergarten. That's the only time I can imagine it being a, a, a more challenging experience. And then the you know very logical transition um, is from kindergarten to first grade. You know, in Waldorf school, uh, early childhood up through kindergarten is seen as a real separate experience. And so grades one through eight, the students are with their class teacher, which uh, often is the same teacher for grades one through eight. So starting with a class of students um, in first grade, starting new at a Waldorf school in first grade would be a very easy, seamless experience. And I would say at our school, we often get many new students coming into the first grade. Uh, so that's a very easy one. And then I would say, and then we start to wonder, okay, what is the student... If a student comes in in second or third grade, then what are they, what will their experience be like? Are there certain things that they'll be ahead in, behind in? If we understand and recognize that the social situation is something that they'll be able to navigate pretty well, that the, you know, children are very open and flexible, particularly in that second and third grade time. So <clears throat> if we, we, don't worry about the social, then what about the academic or even the the artistic, the subject lessons that uh, that the students have throughout? I would say the artistic, those skills are really just burgeoning and developing in those second and third graders. So it would not be something I would be concerned about at all for a student coming into second or third grade. And academically, they I will say that their experience will be different. And what you often hear is that students who come into second or third grade in a Waldorf school will find that they are ahead in reading, uh, but behind in math. And that really comes from this place of, well, in terms of reading, we really don't formally teach the mechanics of reading until, uh, the until first grade. So of course, earlier than that, they're immersed in this um, language environment that really nurtures literacy, but we don't really take a look at the mechanics, the physical mechanics of reading until first grade. And so students who come in at that level um, will have already had some of that 
that real hands-on reading instruction. So in second and third grade, they might have that, um, that oh, they'll be a little bit ahead in reading. And then when it comes to the math, you know, at Waldorf School, we introduce all four processes at once. And so second and third grade students have had exposure to multiplication and division um, as just counterparts and um I not counterparts, that's not the right word, but that they go along with um, addition and subtraction. And uh, and usually in public school, you don't find that. Usually multiplication and division are taught a little bit later. So so I think that uh, that's what I've heard, that the student, the experience of students coming in in second or third grade is they'll be ahead in reading, a little behind in math in comparison to their new Waldorf classmates. Now, if you look in grades four, five, and six, these are the times when it's really ideal. These in, in both Waldorf school and public school, I would say fourth, fifth, and sixth graders have their solid, their academic skills are pretty solid. They can read, they can write, they can do the things that they need to do. And now it's just uh, refining those skills in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And so those students coming in, and when if they come in in fourth, fifth, and sixth, they'll be just fine in the academic realm. The place that they might start to have a little bit of struggle is in the artistic. And I, I have some students, I have several students who joined my current class in fourth grade. And they, uh, it's taken them a number of years to really um, get a accustomed to valuing the artistic, I guess, is what I would say. So those fourth grade, those students I had who joined in fourth grade didn't necessarily have that, the affinity for the artist, for visual arts that, um, that some of my students who joined later did, but, um, they have been learning that and it's taken them a little while to, to catch up with that. But, uh, I would say at the beginning of seventh grade this year, they were right on par with their, uh, well, the rest of the class that had joined, um, that had been in the class all along. So, and of course this is very individualized, you know, those students who really tend to care about those things or who really put their all into their work are of course going to catch right up and be right there with everyone else. So much earlier. So, so it's a very individualized experience there. The other thought that comes to mind for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade is to think about the other arts and subject classes. So at our school, we have music and uh, two languages, Spanish and Japanese. So I would say that in music, that is a place where many students will need to do some catching up. So our, our at our school, students begin playing a stringed instrument in third grade. So that would be something. But they're, I guess because their skills are, are fairly fresh and new, even the, the, the established Waldorf students. So I don't think it would be a challenge for those students to get caught up uh, in that regard. And then in the languages, um, I, what our teachers have said is that right through sixth grade, uh, students will do just fine uh, joining. Um, and if they join 
and or I guess through fifth grade. And if they join in sixth grade, they may have a little extra practice vocabulary work that they'll need to do over the summer to to get caught up to where the rest of the class is. So in my personal experience, I have two of my own children transferred Waldorf schools. So they were coming from one Waldorf environment to another, but they had those ex- a lot of the experiences were the same. They had to navigate the social realm, and they had to um, get caught up in these other subjects that weren't offered at the their previous Waldorf schools. So Um, When I reflect on that, I guess I'll think about my son first. My son came to our current school when he was going into fifth grade. And I spoke, I remember checking with our our, uh, language teachers and they said that he would be just fine and that um, he would catch right up right along with everyone. And that is certainly the case that, and these language teachers have said that through fifth grade, it's this very immersive experience of the language. And then starting in sixth grade, the students really crave um, a more tangible experience of the learning. And so there's a lot more in terms of vocabulary and grammar work that they do uh, in sixth through eighth grade. And so it's almost like they're starting all over again, but through a completely different lens. So in first through fifth, it's this more immersive quality. And then in sixth through eighth, um, it's a much more kind of intellectual realm. So of course I'm not a language teacher, so I'm I'm speaking a little bit from what I recall our teacher, uh, w- one of our teachers mentioning to me. So, so and that was certainly his experience that he did just fine coming in. The social, my son in particular, had a little bit more of a challenging time finding his way socially, but um, but he did, and he found that, and by the end, he of course just graduated eighth grade and has the most loving group of friends from his class and they all really care for each other deeply and I know that that's not an experience that he would have gotten at a uh, a typical public uh, middle school so so I am very grateful for that uh, in terms of then my daughter, my daughter transferred to our current uh, school when she was in seventh grade, and she, interestingly enough, had a pretty easy time socially integrating into her new class. Um, I think that was just a real individualized uh, thing for her, that she was very um, social and really got along with those particular students quite well. So she did just fine there. And I would say all across the board academically as well. She did, she did just fine. I think that music, she loves music. So she was able to sing, but her, um, her playing of her stringed instrument fell by the wayside a little bit, uh, in seventh and eighth grade, but she had learned those instruments, um, at our previous school as well. So, so it's not a result of that transfer, um, so much. So, um, anyway, so I guess that's as much as I can really share, uh, in terms of the experience of students who transfer into a Waldorf school. I mean, I guess the big takeaway is that it can, it's a very individualized experience. And I have seen almost 
there are very few times that I can think of where I have seen students not uh, do well and not be very happy with their decision to transfer. It's uh, usually the case that they're incredibly pleased. So, um, But the things to think about for sure are to look at the social experience and the academic experience. Those are really the two questions uh, to look at when you're, when you're considering transferring to a Waldorf school. So that is pretty much all I have to share for this episode. And it's a little bit of a shorter one, which I'm glad I'm going to try to keep them around half an hour. And that way I can, um, it takes me less time to record and, uh, I want to respect everybody else's time as well. So, um, so with that said, I want to go ahead and close with our calendar of the soul verse. Right now it is June 26th, so we are looking at the 14th week since Easter. So this week's verse is, Surrendering to senses revelation, I lost the drive of my own being, and dreamlike thinking seemed to daze and rob me of myself. Yet quickening there draws near in sense appearance cosmic thinking. So, and I am, I happen to be looking at this website, which is the RudolfSteinerArchive.org that has the calendar of the soul. And it also lists the year participated translation by Owen Barfield, which I often really like. So I'm going to go ahead and read that one too, since we have a couple extra minutes this week. Here it is. Captive to all the pageantry of sense, I lost the pressure of my single being. Thoughts like to dreams were spiriting myself away, it seems. Now, now in what the senses make appear, the thinking of the world itself draws near. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week.